Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob. Hey there and welcome to a 4th of July weekend best of edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper and we've had uh, some great interviews over the last several months and we're going to bring some of those for you this weekend. Thanks for taking us along. Tony Finau from May 11th, Johnny Miller from back in May as well and Karen Stupples from uh, June 22nd, looking at, look, second looking at the U.S. Open, all join us in hour number one. Dave Neville from Callaway Golf, America's favorite caddy with a really good course architect discussion for uh, segment five. And then John Bodenhammer from the USGA will wrap things up on hour number two as well. So it should be a lot of fun, and we thank you for taking us alongside. And uh, happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody. It's uh, Here we are in July, Bob, which is, uh, which is great. Yeah. And it's also an end of sorts, right? So suddenly we find ourselves at the end of the major season right here in July. Yeah, it's just it's coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's hard to believe it's, uh, you know, it's the middle, almost the middle of July. We've got one more major left and then a few more events. And then we start into the tour, the tour championship and the playoffs. So uh, pretty crazy. This year's gone so quickly. You know, players really have to take advantage of things right now because it, it's going to get away from them. Not only are cards on the line, but for the top echelon players, a final opportunity to win a major championship. And, and that's the, uh, you know, the champion golfer of the year in the Claret Jug. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, uh, just, really one more world golf championship too. And then, uh, and then, you know, we're, we're on the way, but yeah, this, this major is going to be a big one. You know, you've got, uh, you've got the major championships winners in, uh, in tiger, um, Brooks Kepka and Gary Woodland. It'll be interesting to see who can pull this final one out. I think Rory is going to be the talk of the town for sure, being the fact that it's in Ireland. And he, well, he's, he's more than due, right? I mean, he won yep. the Players' Championship, and um, he's uh, he's just really had some phenomenal game that hasn't really showed up at majors yet. So anxious to see how, how he plays in his home country. Really cool that for the first time since, what was it, the early 50s, that yeah. the, the Claret Jug will be contested for there in um, in Ireland. So looking forward to that. Wish we were going over. I've never been to That'd Ireland. That'd be cool. You've been to Ireland many times. I have huh? been. Yeah. Yes, I have. You enjoy the golf? 
I did. I played one Parkland golf course, and then I played uh, one really nice Lynx style golf course, well, Port Marnock. All right, this is going to be all all the links that you want coming yep. up at the Open Championship. But we'll continue with our best of again, Fourth of July weekend edition, uh, right here on Real Golf Radio. Hit us up at realgolfradio.com, Twitter handle at Real Golf. Stay safe out there, and thanks for taking us along this weekend. And here's the best of coming up next. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. And this segment is brought to you by Callaway and the Callaway Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. 
Uh, check out CallawayGolf.com. This is the perfect weekend to play the Stars and Stripes Truvis. You might also try the uh, suits uh, if you like the, um, you know, play a little cards, get your diamonds, your hearts. Uh, you, well, you know, the, the yeah. suits. Uh, they're a lot of fun. The Plus, spades. That's what you'd go with? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, Clovers are lucky, by the way. Although they are, are they? called clubs when you're talking about yeah. suits. I am aware. Don't at me. But if you want, it's at Real Golf. All right. Uh, brought to you by Callaway. Check it out. CallawayGolf.com. ChromeSoft, ChromeSoft X. By the way, the X is available with triple track technology. As mentioned, we'll kick things off on our best of edition with our conversation from May 11th with one Tony Finau. I know you're uh, gearing up and love major championships. How's it feeling for you? I mean, this is a big year, right? Uh, moving the PGA from August to May. What, what's uh, how does how does it change the feel for you, if any? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think there's just a lot more attention earlier in the season for us. You know, the majors are, uh, you know, they moved. We pretty much have a major every month. It seems like in March we have the players. In April we have, you know, we have Augusta National and the Masters. This 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 month we have PJ Championship. We have the U.S. Open in June, and then we have the British in July, and then the playoffs in August. So just kind of the way that they set it up is is really just a jam packed um, summer, kind of a spring and a summer. So I kind of I kind of like that just just because of that. You know, they they if you're playing well, it's a great it's a great thing, and I think sometimes you can start playing well um, because of, of a lot of the, the big events um, jam packed together. So. It's a cool thing, I think, and and I and I like the changes. What did the What do the players feel about that condensed schedule, especially with the majors and that kind of thing? Yeah, I, you know, I I've got mostly positive feedback, but I think, you know, more so we'll have a lot more to say about it probably at the end of the season, um, and see how we feel more towards the end of the season. But I know it's for sure more jam packed uh, this spring, and, and but for the most part, I've heard. You know, great things. A lot of guys enjoy having majors back to back. You know, months and it's definitely different. But I've gotten a lot of you know from what I've heard, just a lot of positive feedback, just like I have. Hey, Tony, what is your? How does it change your preparation, if any? Uh, obviously, you have to sort of ma- figure your schedule. You want to peak at these times. Everybody loves to, you know, I mean, the, the majors are the goals, right? And so uh, when, when you when you look at that from a scheduling standpoint and a preparation standpoint, how has that affected your schedule? Yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, I, I take a little more time off earlier just because I want to I make sure I have rest and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm prepped for, you know, to make a to make a run at the majors you know majors mentally and emotionally you know what i've learned about last year and playing well it just it takes it takes quite a bit out of you emotionally and mentally and you have to prepare yourself for that you know you got to prepare yourself for a good week and a great week you have to you think you're going to play well in the majors and then especially when it counts and um you know speaking from experience just you know a few weeks ago at the masters i was in the thick of it you know playing with tiger in the final group and and emotionally and mentally, it, you know, it took uh, it took a lot out of me, um, and and you know, a few weeks just to recover from that. So, you know, I think you have to you have to prepare for that. And if you know, if you're in your right mindset, you gotta you gotta know you're gonna play well during the majors. And so you can't play, you know, I feel like too much competitive golf before beforehand. So most players, well, a lot of players like to play the week before a major. Um, you're not playing. 
the week before the PGA Championship. Is that something that you do on a consistent basis with uh, with major championships? Like you said, you need feel like you need some time to get ready and prepared. Yeah, this year I definitely felt that way. You know, especially after after the Masters. Um, but I I'm still I'm still learning. You know, sometimes I you know like sometimes I played the week before Augusta this year. Um, I'm, I'm not going to play the week before the U.S. Open or British this year. So that'll make these last three majors. I'm not playing the week before. Um, I'm still kind of learning how I, what I like to do and things, but I, you know, I think moving forward, I, I'm probably most mostly going to take the weeks, you know, the week off before before major championships, just to just to rest and men, and just to rest and mentally prepare for uh, major events. Tony Finau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So talking about Beth Page Black, you, you've played this golf course. You, you hit it in the playoffs a couple of years ago. You had a good finish. Uh, what is it that you remember about this course? What is it that you like about this golf course? And, and how do you anticipate it playing this year? Obviously, uh, a lot of discussion around how uh, wet it's been in that area this time of year. Yeah, so I, I mean, I expect the golf course to play long. I, I enjoy Beth Page from what I remember. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big golf course. I think it's 7,600 yards at that elevation, which is sea level. Um, so it just plays – It plays. it's going to play really long. And if it plays wet, um, I think that's a good thing for someone like me who hits it far and, and has the length. So I, I look forward to seeing it again. Um, but from what I remember, I, I really like it. And, and again, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to set up great for my game um, and – and for the guys that can can hit it with some length and, and have that carry distance, you know, if you hit it about 300 to 315 in the air, I think you've got a big advantage there at Beth Page because that's a it's a huge golf course. You know, there's a lot of holes, a lot of par fours right around that 500 number. Um, you know, probably going to have some thick rough, so you're going to have to be able to swing with some some speed to get it out of there. So I, you know, I I think Beth Page sets up for me uh, pretty well. So Tony, you mentioned Tiger Woods and and playing with him in the in the final group at the Masters. Uh, this that was your second uh, major championship where you played in the final group. Um, what what did you what have you learned about playing in a major in a final group and especially about playing this last one with Tiger? Yeah, the most man, you know, honestly, the most important thing that I felt like I've I've learned, um, and especially playing with Tiger, is is that I'm ready to win, you know, and I think um, that's the confidence that I carry moving forward. Uh, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, it's still even tough for me to talk about now, but number 12 at Augusta, the final round, uh, you know, we we gave Tiger, we all gave Tiger the lead there, hitting the ball in the water. I think four out of the last six guys hit him in the water uh, in the last two groups, and so we really opened the door, and I was the last—I was the last one to hit it in the water. Um, and you know, even after that, I still feel like I had a chance to win. But I, you know, the the biggest takeaways that I that I have from both of those rounds is um, is that I have the game to win major championships, and that's the confidence that I'll carry with me moving forward. And and as I prepare for best page acting for the PJ Championship, um, that's the confidence that I carry moving forward. You know, there's—I feel like there's there's always a learning curve. Um, but I do feel that my game is ready to win and, and win in a big way. 
Tony Finau joining us here on Real Golf Radio. You and Boyd, uh, your coach, Boyd Summerhays, you got the podcast going, two episodes in. It's called Let's Get It. And, of course, it's a really good listen. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, do so on iTunes or any of the podcaster sites. Uh, w- what made you want to get into the, the whole podcast world, and, and what's kind of your goal to accomplish with, uh, with you and Boyd out there on the podcast? Yeah, well, we, we, man, we, just, we want to just document our journey, and we feel like there's enough ears out there that want to listen to um, maybe what we have to say and just kind of what it's like uh, in, in our shoes, you know, as coach in a player position, um, a friend, you know, we're great friends, and just our take on traveling, playing professional golf, and and then you know basketball as well. We're huge, uh, you know, we're huge NBA fans, and we're talking basketball probably eighty percent of the time. We're together, you know, especially now that the playoffs are are well underway. Um, we have a lot to say about that. So, just uh, you know, we've we've talked about it for a couple of years, you know, saying we we should start a podcast and just and you know document kind of our our journey and so far we've had great feedback and we're enjoying it you know we're it's not taking too much of our time which is which is nice when we don't want that but um you know hopefully we you know really what we're trying to accomplish is just uh you know continue to move our platform forward and um and push our uh, push our you know our platform forward and you know with positivity and and just people that any, anyone that wants to you know have an inside you know listen or, or look on my life and boys life and what it's like to be a professional golfer and um you know we'll talk about our faith on there we'll talk about uh basketball so there's a lot of things that we'll cover but uh we feel like there's enough ears out there that that you know want to listen to and hear hear a little bit more of my story and and what i have to deal with on a daily basis uh, it's a great story for sure and uh, it's a great listen as well let's get it uh, check out the podcast boyd Summerhays. Tony Fino, uh, getting after it. And, you know, on that last podcast, it was, I thought it was really cool that you actually took the time. You guys talked about how special it was to be in that final group with Tiger and, uh, the, the things that you, you learned from that. You also mentioned that, uh, you know, you and Boyd with your relationship, you know, he, he saw something early on that week and he said, you know what, uh, you, you know, you, you both kind of kept it to yourself, but you just knew there was something that, that came together and you guys were going to have a special week that week. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned to him after Thursday's round. Uh, I just had a special feeling. I knew I was gonna. I knew I was gonna play. I was. I knew I was gonna have a great week. And and I and I texted him uh, Thursday evening, and I said, "Hey, we're gonna we're we're taking a run at this green jacket this week." I, I felt that strongly, and um and we both did, and and we were on board with that, and and you know we we damn near pulled it off. It was it was you know a hell of a run, and and one that I'll you know I'll take all the positives from it, and and learn from um learn from it, and. You know, it'll strengthen me the next time I'm in that position to, uh, you know, to win a major championship. But it's uh, it was it was quite the experience to be with Tiger. And you know, once once I knew I wasn't going to win walking up 18, I was I was genuinely happy for him and and what he's had to had to overcome in his in his career. And I think it's something that we can all learn from. You know, he's he just hasn't hasn't given up on himself, and and that's you know that's something very special that we witnessed. And uh, I was it was cool to be able to witness that firsthand and. And be able to be the first one to congratulate him was pretty special for me. Uh, Tony, really, how yeah, how how often do you and Boyd get together? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, quite often. Like, you know, I was just with him earlier this week, just for a day to get some work in before, um, just some prep work before the PGA next week, and then he's going to come out to the PGA. I, I usually like to have him out once every third week, um, so I'll go. You know, the most I'll go without seeing him for a tune-up is is two weeks. Um, 
So that's kind of my kind of my thing. He'll come out, you know, every third event or every third week. Whether that means I, you know, I fly out to him or or, or he comes out to the event for a few days. Hey, uh, well, Tony, I don't want to keep you too long. Just one last question as it relates to the PGA Championship. You had quite the experience a year ago. You were paired with the Ryder Cup captain. You and Xander were battling, trying to get that last spot, uh, captain's pick on the team. And, you know, you, you only went out and rolled off 10 birdies in a single round, tied Gary Player for the PGA Championship uh, birdie record. Uh, what, what is it about, I guess, how different will this year play not having that Ryder Cup thing hanging on you? <laughs> Yeah, so I, last year, I mean, I remember when, I, when the parents came out, um, it was a cool thing, but it almost felt like tryouts to me. <laughs> so, like, I, I was with, you know, we were, Xander and I were both in the runnings for, um, you know, a captain's pick at the time, and, and so I almost felt like it was tryouts. He was trying to, you know, he was trying to gauge to see who he wanted to play and who he wanted to be on his team. Um, so, you know, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself and, and too much. You know, I learned from that last year in the first round. And you know, I put so much pressure on myself that, you know, I, I played the worst round of, I think, the season. I said 76, I think four over last year at the first round of the PGA. And, um, you know, and I after that, you know, I felt like all the pressure was off. I was like, you know, just go out and play golf. And, and just whatever happens, it happens. And, you know, with that attitude, the next day I went out and, you know, ran off 10 birdies and, and, and obviously, you know, impressed him enough to, for him to pick me later on. Uh, when it came time to be a captain's pick, so that was that was a really cool experience, and uh, you know I learned I learned a lot from that experience. So you know, hopefully I can use some of those things I learned this year, and and just you know just go out and play golf. That's the, that's the main thing you know that I've learned playing in big events. Uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter where your game is at. Um, mentally, you can you can play your way into a good space, and um, you know, and that's that's what I look forward to doing next week at at the PJ Championship. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Make you into golf, the place to shop for dads and grads with their summer saving sale happening now. Get custom fit for free with the Cobra King F9 Speedback Driver, the ultimate formula for speed, making it the fastest and longest Cobra driver ever. And measure your distance with Bushnell GPS and rangefinders and save up to $70. Choose from the Phantom, the Hybrid, or the Tour V4 Shift. Uinta Golf is your place to shop for the hottest golf gear this summer. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. You're listening to the best of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Pleased to be sitting here in the Billy Casper Grill at San Diego Country Club. It's the annual Billy's Kids Golf Classic. And Johnny Miller, the Hall of Famer, kind enough to stop by. And uh, it's good to see you, John. Yeah, it's good to be here and honor Billy and Billy's Kids, his good charity here. And I've heard about this uh, fundraiser for a lot of years. I think it's like the 29th year or something. And so it's a beautiful day here. And Nice to see you two also here. It's good. It's good to be here. So we haven't caught up to you since uh, retirement, and uh, I, I, I take that as a good thing that you're uh, laying low and trying to get some rest. Is that the case, or are you still as busy as ever? It hasn't felt like any retirement. My <laughs> unfortunately, my sister passed away right after I retired mm-hmm. from NBC, and just dealing with all that was. <laughs> Not only was I grieving, but I mean, just I'm an executor. So, and then just um, you know, thinking about selling our our horse ranch, and there's just too much going on. I hope in about six months, maybe I can ask a few people how you retire because I don't think I'll ever really really retire. So you talked about dad's event and that kind of thing. Um, tell us about your relationship with my dad when you first got on tour, that kind of thing, and and what that meant to you with your career and and you personally. Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in the church, but uh, I, when I qualified for the U.S. Open um, in 1966 at Olympic Club, uh, Billy was just a new member with, with Shirley and um, uh, the church, and, you know, he he just took me under his wing. Of course, he ended up having the amazing seven downs and seven strokes down, nine holes to go against Arnold Palmer, who was breaking the U.S. Open scoring record, and Billy shot 32 the uh, final nine and caught... Arnold and then beat him the next day and I was at the prize giving the, that day and uh, Billy knew that I was um, you know BYU All-American and Mormon and uh, he sort of took me under his wing there and we we developed really almost like a, a brother little brother uh, relationship and did a lot of firesides all over the place all over the world and outings and his manager was my manager and so um, we we uh, 
We just were really close, uh, you know, and the whole family, including you, Bobby, and everybody, everybody else. So, yeah, it was more than that, too. He would play a lot of the practice rounds with me and at the Masters, always played practice round together and uh, gave me a lot of good wisdom, and I just watched him a lot. My dad always told me and taught me that the best lessons have very little to do with words and just watch the mannerisms and how a pro really acts and... He had like the first real pre-shot routine. It was very fast, but you know, if anybody bothered him, he'd just he'd put the head cover, uh, club in the bag, head cover back on it, get out the yardage book or whatever, and talk to Dell Taylor, Scaddy, and then he'd do the whole thing over again. I was like, man, Billy's crazy. Why is he doing all that stuff? And but he was like an autotom. He was he it was ahead of his time, and um, uh, and uh, of course a phenomenal player. He didn't get the credit that he deserves but the greatest hands I think I've ever seen in the game the touch and feel and this you know like a 60 foot putty it averaged like a foot and a half from the hole and you know he was just uh, always tap-ins either tap-ins or he'd make it just the most amazing distance control what's your favorite Billy Casper story I mean obviously the one to come back and beat Arnold was, was is tough to beat but do you have another uh, favorite story from from watching him play or or otherwise well, probably the story was more like I came on tour, and I, you know, I did pretty well. I mean, I had chances to win, and finally, um, right before around 1973, I, I got tired of never being able to beat uh, Billy in the 72-hole tournament. I just could not beat him in a nice way. We were obviously like family, but he was so consistent and so good, and it was like, how am I ever going to beat this guy? He's just so good. And then finally, I, I guess my my time had come, and uh, 73 when I won the U.S. Open and the World Cup and and then 74 won nine times and uh, but you know it was he really in the most wonderful way really made me lengthen my stride and push me to keep getting better so that someday I could beat him you know because I knew if I could beat Billy I could beat almost anybody and and that wasn't even Billy's prime at that time it was more near the end of his career uh, best best years but still he was an amazing player and um, um, just he would always the, probably the best thing he'd ever did for me is he'd go hey this is Johnny Miller this guy's going to be a great player and this is when hardly anybody knew me you know when I first came on tour but that's that's what what he, it was like a sentence that he would say that every time I was thinking man if Billy thinks I'm going to be a great player you know that is big that was a big confidence boost for me you know it's interesting um, when you won that that u.s open Uh, i can remember my dad he he didn't play that year and i can remember my dad being so proud of you and and you you doing that um i know he would appreciate you being here um for this event so it means a lot to our family um and uh we appreciate you being here but um what i was going to say is that um dad dad was a guy that that always got himself around a golf course with course management. Is that one of the things that, that you learned from him as far as getting the golf ball around the golf course? You know, Billy played such smart golf. I played very aggressive golf. I, he never could get it through my head not to floor it, so to speak. <laughs> I was a pin seeker, you know, where Billy was with his great putter. 
he didn't need to hit it so close to the hole. And so his way of playing was, my my way of playing was if I really had a good week, I could win by six, eight, ten shots at times because I was so aggressive, but I had a lot of car wrecks, you know what I mean? So if I'd have learned to do that, <laughs> I'd have learned to do that in majors like Jack Nicholas and Billy where you, you know, it took the gamble out of going for, you know, flag sticks all the time. I would have won more majors, but... Um, uh, but just you know, a lot of other things I, I picked up uh, from Billy, the, just the beautiful tempo and the way you uh, analyze a golf course. And But I, I was, you know, I, was, I used to drag race and race uh, cars and go fast, and Billy was more of a sort of a plug-alonger, you know. Was, <laughs> but I learned from that. He, he helped temper me a little bit. So I would say that uh, that helped a lot just watching how he took a golf course apart. But he did it a lot with his short game where I, I, I wasn't too interested in practicing my short game, which I should have. But I, I should have learned more. But, you know, everybody is hard-headed in some areas. So <laughs> that's the way it was. <laughs> Johnny Miller joining us here at the Billy uh, Casper Memorial Golf Tournament, the uh, Billy Billy's Kids uh, event here at San Diego Country Club. So there's been a lot that's happened since we last spoke with you. And uh, the last time we talked, it was a really, really great interview to talk about you and your career, especially with the broadcasting and, and all that went along with it. Since that time, uh, Tiger's come back and won the Masters. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this and over the years, and it's almost, uh, you know, I, I didn't think we'd see the day that he would be able to come back, not only from the physical stuff, but the emotional and mental stuff that he's gone through over the last 10 years. Pretty remarkable. How would you kind of characterize what, what we witnessed at Augusta last month? Well, if you really analyze his major championships the last what, three majors, he's been right near the leader at the lead on all of them. And then, of course, when I was still announcing for NBC, he wins the Tour Championship, the final event, and his swing was so amazingly good. I mean, it was better than almost when he was in his prime. He used to have a lot of squat down, and then he would come up, and his left shoulder would pop up, and he'd block it to the right a lot. Now his swing... I think it's the best it's ever been, and um, I guess is fusing his back uh, uh, maybe made him swing a little more stable. You know, he doesn't do so much gyrations and hopping around on the, in the impact area, and so his swing looks fantastic. He isn't trying to swing too hard, even though he does have a lot of club head speed up to 125 miles an hour, but he doesn't do that anymore. Uh, at the Masters, he dialed it way back and just hit it where almost like tour average. But uh, uh, he, as Jolikova said, he worked his rear off uh, to get back to the point where he is now. And, you know, it's funny because even when he was coming close in those majors, all the young guys like Kepka and Rose and all these guys, they, they're like, yeah, it's nice to have this novelty out here, Tiger Woods. <laughs> you know, you know, he, you know, he can't really win, but, you know, he's fun. The gallery comes out more. And yeah, now, now he's Tiger's sort of getting the last laugh because all of a sudden now watch out, Tiger's back, you know. So I don't know how many more years he's got, but he could have a pretty good run uh, if he can stay healthy. And, um, you know, he just got the way he took apart that last nine he didn't play very well the front nine he was three down with 12 holes to go to the field Sunday uh, afternoon at Augusta but the way he played that back nine he was so smart every shot was put right like a Billy Casper round he put it like on 12 12 became uh, the hole that won him the Masters no doubt about it, with Kepka going in the drink and Poulter going in the drink and um, yeah, four guys went into the, the, the water there at Finau and, um, and, you know, that hole, he won the Masters sort of on that 12th hole. And then, of course, he finished it off fantastically. But that 12th hole was the turning point, no doubt. 
but Tiger played almost left of the middle bunker. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to aim at the middle bunker, and all those other guys, Fino and, and um, the other players that were right up there, they were aiming you know 10 feet left of the hole, which is is just not a smart move when the wind's into your face, which you know, was gusting a little bit. So that 12th hole, he should take a picture of that and kiss it every morning, I tell you, when he wakes up. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You 
started it. That's Real Golf Radio. Welcome in again to this best of edition of Real Golf Radio on this 4th of July weekend. Brian and Bob with you. Hope you're enjoying the conversations that we've had with Tony Finau, Johnny Miller. In just a moment, our thoughts and uh, conversation with Karen Stupples. But first, this segment is brought to you by Callaway, the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Epic Flash, artificial intelligence. Check it out if you haven't done so. And a great opportunity to visit the custom shops at CallawayGolf.com. Epic Flash, the number one driver in golf you're listening to the best of real golf radio with brian taylor and bob casper on the real golf radio network well for thoughts on the u.s open as well as looking at this weekend's women's pga championship one of our favorite golf correspondents in the entire game really and our favorite for covering women's golf and all things golf is karen stupples who is a major championship winner in her own right and does a great job on golf channel karen good morning how are you I'm doing great. Thank you for having me in and giving me such a great intro. I may never leave, but my head has expanded significantly <laughs> just on that. Oh, it's, uh, it's all well-deserved. You do a great job. I love watching, on, watching you on Golf Channel, and uh, we really appreciate it when you take a few minutes to join us. So before we get into the Women's PGA Championship, I have to ask you, of course, looking back on Gary Woodland's big win at Pebble Beach last week, I know you were one of the uh, many who were picking Gary Woodland all week long as the favorite, huh? Well, and it was one of those things that um, I don't know if he was one of a few that that always had that potential. Uh, I think the biggest question mark at the start of the week was, um, is it such a precision golf course, you know, because it's not the longest of courses and and the greens are so small and and would his short game stand up to the test? And uh, and ultimately, his game stood up all the way across the board, just absolutely top-notch and and he couldn't really ask for a nicer guy to, to win it, too. I mean, just, you know, in, in all of my experiences with Gary, and we were neighbors for a while at Lake Nona, and he was always super great to practice with and, you know, go out on the golf course and hit a few balls with. And and then, and then you see um, how, he, how he was with Amy at the Waste Management. And then throughout, you know, this sort of victory tour, she's been part of it with him. Just a super great guy and uh, just really happy for him. You know, all his hard work really paying off. You know, it seems like his family life is, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, his wife was pregnant and had a had a, a basically um, an early birth and uh, and only the son, his son survived. Now she's pregnant with twins. Um, it, good family man, it seems like as well. Yes, no, no doubt about it. And, and when something like that happens, I mean, it affects you pretty severely and uh, makes you really question about what it is that you're doing and and ultimately you know this win is well deserved and um and i wish them all the best with the twins on the way i think that's a tremendous news yeah it's really neat and uh, gary has has shown us uh, so much from off the golf course it's great to see his success on the golf course i was being a little facetious about picking gary woodland coming in but to your point it was a golf course in pebble beach that we talked about it not having the length of a lot of the other major championships where bombers like gary could take advantage of their length and yet you know Brooks Kepka was right in there fighting to the end bomber uh you know Tiger Woods was trying to I guess Tiger's not necessarily a bomber but he was he was trying to be relevant that week and and has had success on that golf course as a bomber Jack Nicholas certainly could hit it a long ways when he won there at yeah. Pebble Beach so it, it was one of those where we wondered you know would would this be um a, a bomber type type uh, winner and yet it ended up being Gary Woodland what was it about the setup of the golf course or or was it just the showing the full dynamics of Gary Woodland's game that allowed him to to come out on top last week 
Well, I, I really feel like uh, a course like Pebble um, requires imagination and a bit of tenacity too. Like you can't just go out there and expect to play, you know, hit it over here and hit it there. You know, it's not, it's never straightforward at Pebble. There's always a few, a few lumps and bumps in, in the road across the way. And I think that he came down to, you know, there were some crucial decisions that Gary, Gary had to make and really had to sort of pull his pants up and, um, and really get on with the business of hitting good quality golf shots when everybody was trying to chase him down and, the, you know, the, the, the three wood on, was it 14, the par five? That was just yep. outrageous. And because uh, it would have been so easy for him just to have plonked it up there in a, in a good position and wedged it on, but he, he took it on. And it, uh, there comes a point where a player has to say, well, this is the moment, this is the time. If I want to win this, this shot has, I have to make this shot. I have to take this chance. And, uh, and he was, you know, it, it takes courage and he was able to stand up to that. And, and I think when you stand up to that moment on, on the golf course at that time, that carries you forward for the rest of the way. And, and certainly we saw that again on the 17th with, with the chip from the green. He said that he had done that before and it was no, no strange, n- nothing strange. But I can assure you that when you're in that situation, knowing that you have to play that shot and, and the contact from the ball has to be so precise because there's literally no grass underneath it. Um, it the hands can get a little tense and you can get a little nervy, but he showed no sign of it. He was just really ready to win. You know, um, Karen, coming into the U.S. Open, the last four uh, prior to Pebble Beach had, had been um, criticized quite a bit, that kind of thing. Um, this U.S. Open seemed a little bit more friendlier, um, more of a like the 2010 setup of the U.S. Open. At least that's what they said that they were going to do. But the golf course was very green. It didn't look dried out. Do you think that, uh, that this year's U.S. Open was a little too tame for, um, for the field? Um, I think, I mean, honestly, to, to me, a U.S. Open, um, I'm not so sure I want to see shots spinning back so much. And even with a wedge, I mean, there was a lot of, you know, backspin being able to hit with some wedges. I would have liked to have seen the greens be just a bit firmer. Um, I think that would have made, made for a good test. Everything else about it, I, I was totally happy with how, you know, everything else from the length of the rough how they had, but maybe just a little more firmness of the greens. I understand, though, that, you know, there was difficulty in sort of gauging what the weather was going to do, and, and they just didn't want it to get out of hand so quickly. So you can totally see why they would they would err on the side of caution. I think all the players were, were very happy with the fact they did, and ultimately you still have a major championship and you still have a winner that, that has to play better than anybody else on that test that week. Yeah, no doubt. Karen Stupples, Golf Channel Analyst, Major Champion, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. When it comes to winning uh, U.S. Opens, it's interesting because we're always asked, and I think we asked you as well a couple weeks ago, you know, who do you like going into the U.S. Open? Who's going to win this week? And it's so hard to pick, you know. It was easy in the back in the day in Tigers. You know, it seemed like Tiger was was always the favorite. It was Tiger versus the field. But in today's, it's interesting to look that – 13 of the of the last 19 US Open champions have been first time major winners. How do you I guess how do you describe that and how do you recognize somebody like a Gary Woodland that might be ready to step onto the big stage and and win a major? It's it's almost impossible really to tell that and you know Gary is a little different I think in that department. Obviously he's a proven winner on tour but not a prolific winner. Um and but I do think that that in order 
you know, for somebody to win even a professional event for the first time, it's almost like you can see them testing, you know, testing what it's like to be at the top of the leaderboard before they get into that position. So you, you can see them sort of, you know, putting themselves in a good position for a Sunday and then just falling away. And, and, and it's almost like um, I have a, a, a writer in the UK called Matt Cooper, and he wrote a really nice little article about how he re- relates it to mountain climbing. And, it's, and it's, mountain climbers will set up a base camp and they'll sit there for a bit and they'll slowly test how the altitude affects them. You know, they'll slowly move up, test the air, and then come back to the base camp and go up the altitude before they finally make the ascent to the very peak. And I think that's exactly what happens with golf. People base camp in golf. You, you get to a point where you're comfortable, you sit there for a bit, you kind of foray up a little bit to, to almost winning, just to test the air, and then you come back, and then eventually you, you make the ascension to the top once you know what the air up there really feels like. And so I think that's, that's something that, that's interesting watching into the run-up of a tournament and to see who 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 is in that position and who is ready to make, make that jump. But but winning for the first time, whether it's just a regular PGA Tour event, whether it's a major or on the LPGA, even on on the the Corn Ferry Tour now or the or the Symmetra Tour, it's still a, it's still a step, and it's still very difficult to gauge who who is going to make that move. They're playing this week. Uh, the the ladies are playing this week in the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. They're playing at Hazeltine. Tell us a little bit about. Um, how the how the women are accepting this golf course, and uh, it's a pretty big one, isn't it? It is. It is a beast. Um, you know, I've looked through some numbers of past uh, LPGA Tour courses, and, and typically, on average, an LPGA course will set up anywhere from uh, the very shortest at sixty two hundred to about sixty six. Uh, this one measures sixty eight plus. It's the best of real golf radio. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back into this best of edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Tony Finau, Johnny Miller, Karen Stupples. Really appreciate that. Always good to talk golf with all three of them. And, of course, Tony's going to be one that they're going to be talking about again going into the Open Championship. Has he, in your mind, Bob, made it to that best yet to win a major championship? I think he has simply from the standpoint that, you know, he was uh, top 10 in three majors last year. He uh, finished third in at the Masters this year. He's had a, a couple of unfortunate things He's with, with the last two majors. But I think he's a guy that has finished well enough in majors that you would expect him to be contending and right there when it comes down to winning the golf tournament. Here's my only problem with best you win a major. It almost has a negative connotation. It while, does. while it is a compliment – it also has a bit of a negative connotation, as if you should have won one by now. And to me, not to throw shade on anybody, but Ricky Fowler, to me, is at the top of that list. I, like Ricky, I, I agree. Ricky's the guy. He has more wins than Tony does, and I, I think Ricky leads that list of best yet to win a major. And it also means you're, you're relevant in the discussion. So while there's some negativity as to, well, maybe you haven't gotten it done when you should have, at least you're in the conversation, which means expectations are there for you. Ergo, you have played some good golf. Yeah, it's almost like you said, the negative connotation is almost like hang, hanging the monkey on the back, so to speak, you know, and are, are you going to be able to shed that? Are you going to let yourself uh, be able to win a golf tournament, uh, a major championship and get rid of that uh, kind of weight? Yeah, that's it, it's weight for sure. Obviously, Brooks Kepka doesn't have to worry about no, that. He, 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 he might be best player yet to win a PGA <laughs> Tour event. Just kidding. <laughs> he's won a couple. I know he's got a couple. No <laughs> doubt about it. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one. Stay tuned. The back nine. Hour number two is next. We welcome in our XM audience as well. You can catch us on the Dan Patrick Channel 211. Dave Neville from Callaway Golf, the caddy. John Bodenhammer from the USGA. Should be a good one. Happy Fourth of July weekend. We'll talk to you next hour on the back nine next. 
Thank you for listening to the best of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. USA Radio News with Robin Walensky. Red, white, and blue patriotic celebration in our nation's capital. President Trump addressing the country during the 4th of July event. In August of 1790, by request of George Washington and Alexander Hamilton, Congress established a fleet of 10 swift vessels to defend our shores. These revenue cutters would fight pirates, stop smugglers, and safeguard our borders. You could feel this earthquake two hours away into Los Angeles. That's California Congressman Republican Kevin McCarthy as a strong earthquake hits Southern California. A 6.4 in the town of Ridgecrest, 150 miles northeast of Los Angeles. The quake being felt as far away as Las Vegas. McCarthy telling CNN. I know we're checking the hospital in Ridgecrest, so we've evacuated within there. You're listening to USA Radio News. Do you wish you could get better sleep and maybe lose a few pounds? Maybe more than a few pounds? Well, there's this product called Calitrin that helps with both sleep and weight loss. Just listen to what people are saying about it. I've been taking Calitrin for right about three months, and I've lost 24 pounds and 19 overall inches. But my sleep has improved. I have so much more energy, and I have the desire to succeed more than ever. Anyone who needs weight loss, more energy, and better sleep, this product really does deliver. I'm Roger. Uh, Over the three months that I took the product, my sleeping habits uh, are increasingly much better. I got a better night's sleep, and uh, I just can't say enough about the product and how it makes you feel. Also, uh, additionally, lost a little bit of weight on the program as well. Hi, this is Erickson. I take Calitrin for weight loss, and I've lost about 20 pounds, and I feel great. Calitrin is scientifically proven to help with sleep and weight loss safely and effectively. Check it out at TopLoss.com. That's TopLoss.com. In Washington, D.C., the Secret Service arresting at least two protesters in a scuffle outside the White House. This starts as someone sets an American flag on fire during Fourth of July celebrations. At least four people hurt with minor injuries, including two Secret Service agents. On a much lighter note, it's a Fourth of July tradition on Coney Island in Brooklyn, the annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, the broadcast on ESPN2 as Joey Chestnut wins again. The 35-year-old chows down on lots and lots of dogs. With 71 hot dogs and buns, 12 victories in Coney Island, the champion of the world, Joey Chestnut eating 71 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes, falling short of his previous world record in 2018 of eating 74. This is USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. 
That's 800-215-5141. Vice President Mike Pence taking part in a special ceremony on the 4th of July. USA Radio's Tim Berg with the story. Vice President Mike Pence spent some time celebrating the 4th of July with 44 new citizens. You come from 26 different countries. You come from just about every walk of life. There's an electrician among you, a banker. There's a college counselor, an IT engineer, and even an Uber driver. Pence joined the head of the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, Ken Cuccinelli, and Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow, who is an immigrant herself, at a naturalization ceremony in Washington, D.C. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. A comedian best known for his work on the show Laugh-In passes away. USA Radio's Chris Barnes with the latest now from Washington, D.C. Artie Johnson was best known for the many characters he played on Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, which ran from 1968 to 1973. Very interesting. He often played across from comedian Ruth Buzzy. We always got along great. I desire your hand in marriage. I accept. You accept? Uh-oh. We shared the spotlight together, and it was wonderful. After Laugh-In, Johnson appeared on numerous game shows and had guest roles on TV shows from Murder, She Wrote to Night Court and also did many cartoon voices. Artie Johnson died Wednesday. He was 90. I'm Chris Barnes. For USA Radio News, I'm Robin Walensky. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of the legend Billy Casper. Thanks for joining us. The website, realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf, where you can find us and follow us and join the conversation there. You can also hit us up on Insta, Facebook. Real Golf Radio is our handle, and uh, we thank you for being with us. A special welcome to those of you listening to us on SiriusXM, Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. Really pleased to have you aboard and to be back on our uh, platform of XM, where we spent many years. Uh, again, this is year number 20 for Real Golf Radio, and it's been fun to talk golf and uh, give, your, give you our insight and opinions and thoughts. And uh, This is a, an interesting one to, to kick off our, our return to XM because, of course, it's the 4th of July week. 
weekend yep. and we're on our a- uh, annual 4th of July weekend best of edition but a special little intro for our XM audience here on the Dan Patrick channel yeah it's going to be great to have you guys on and uh, kind of let you know what we do how we talk to golfers uh, players that on tour we talk to the media people we talk to the caddy um, every week and uh, and also those that are in the governing bodies of the of the game of golf. So it's a pr- it's a pretty good and fun show. You'll be really entertained. I'm glad you think we're pretty good, Bob. Yeah. I'd like to think that we're better than pretty good, but that will be to judge for our audience out there. And we'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Real Golf. Also, shout out to our uh, title sponsor, Callaway Golf, the number one driver in golf. Uh, check out CallawayGolf.com. They have a custom shop there where you can customize your epic flash. It's the number one driver. Artificial intelligence. If you're not doing so, if you haven't hit one yet, what are you waiting for? Get out to CallawayGolf.com. Check it out. Better yet, go and uh, hit one for yourself at your local uh, pro shop. Um, Callaway Golf, uh, we appreciate them uh, and their sponsorship. In fact, coming up here in just a minute, you'll hear more about customization. Uh, we, we were having some fun with the Golf Digest article last week that yep. listed 13 dumb things about the game. And one of them was not adjusting your adjustable driver. And so we thought, hey, let's get our good friend Dave Neville on the show and let's ask him about this adjustability and give us some insights and thoughts. So you'll hear from him coming up next. Also, you mentioned the caddy. The caddy comes on with us. We have a fun open. He gives us some insights. Last week, he was terrific talking about Detroit Golf Club. Then we got into an architecture discussion we thought would be worth passing on again this week in our best of edition for the 4th of July. And then John Bodenhammer uh, with the USGA about the setup of the, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach and their philosophy moving forward as an organization as it relates to golf course setup at the U.S. Open and their other major championships. So that's all on the docket for this hour number two of Real Golf Radio and our hour with our friends on Sirius XM Channel 211. Stay tuned. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. 
This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name. Some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, Consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. And now, the best. Rewind. Cue it up. Of Real Golf Radio. With Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. As promised, we're going to talk a little bit of technology and equipment with our good friend Dave Neville from Callaway Golf. And he is the, let's see if I can get this right, the Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf. Pretty much all of the products except putters, if I've got that right. And he joins us right now. Dave, how are you, man? Good to be with you, BT. Uh, first time you got it right, but the first time's a charm, my friend. <laughs> well, it's a long title, and, uh, you know, well, well-deserved, so I'm not taking anything away from you. Thanks, so, buddy. Hey, congratulations on the early success. Uh, I should say early. We're about halfway through the year, but certainly it's been a good year so far. We've been talking on the show how um, Callaway and the Epic Flash is the number one driver on tours worldwide. Uh, what else? Uh, I, I know it's been hitting the, the books and the charts uh, everywhere else as well. Tell us about some of the success with Epic Flash. Yeah, Epic Flash has been uh, on fire, and it, it's pretty cool to have the number one driver on the on the worldwide tour. So you can look at the PGA Tour, and we've talked about this before. you got a lot of guys, almost every guy under contract there. But then you can look at the other tours, like the Champions Tour, LPGA Tour, even the European Tour, and a lot of the Asian Tours where there's not as many players under contract. We have more wins than any other manufacturer. We have more wins by non-staffers than any other manufacturer. And you look at people who are they're not necessarily getting paid to, to play. They can play whatever driver they want, and it's been the epic flash. So that's a huge thing. It's been a lot of years since we've been, been number one. We're really, really proud of it. And it's uh, showing up in the marketplace as well. And, and it's, not only, it's not only the Epic Flash driver, but that blends into other golf clubs as well, it being number one. Yeah, for sure. So we've, uh, we're on a good run. We've got the number one driver. We've got the number one fairway wood, number one iron, number one hybrid, number one putter. Uh, number two golf ball, number two and the wedges. So, uh, one, a really, really nice role, but always the, the driver is the one that, that people, uh, look to. So we're really proud of that. Well, congratulations. And again, uh, proud to be, uh, really probably the biggest reason for that success is real golf radio advertising. So we, we appreciate, uh, you know, I mean, we don't want to take credit, but we, you know, we just should throw that out there. It's all you guys and we appreciate it. <laughs> 
Oh, and uh, of course, we acknowledge that uh, Callaway, if you listen to the show, you know Callaway's uh, our title sponsor, and we certainly appreciate the relationship. We had Karen Stupples on the show last week. I love visiting with her, and we were talking to her a little bit about it, and she says, you know, I've been with Callaway for such a long time. They've been great, love their golf clubs, and they're, they're, they're great partners. So uh, we kind of had reminisced a little bit about, uh, about that in common as well. So anyway, just wanted to pass that on to you. Um, hey, Dave, so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, we're having some fun this week with the Golf Digest article. Michael Johnson um, put out the, the 13 dumbest things in golf. And, you know, it's kind of, I guess, it's, it's fun to, to take a little shot at the game because we all, we kind of all have some fun with it. And we're like, you know, that's a head scratcher. And, and you know, one of the things we mentioned were, were iron, or that he mentions in here, are iron covers. Uh, that's one uh, where, you know, they put the iron covers on every single iron. Um, they, he, they talk about the poker chip ball marker, which, you know, by the way, I know Bob hates that. I don't really have a huge problem with the poker chip ball marker unless you don't have a secondary ball marker for when you're like three feet from the <laughs> hole and you're going to mark it for whatever reason. 100% agreed on that. 100% agreed. Okay. It, right. But my, my contention is it looks like a manhole cover sitting on the green. <laughs> Especially if you put it in your buddy's line. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, one of the things that did, that did come up, which I thought was uh, worth uh, getting your uh, insight on, is not adjusting your adjustable drivers. I thought that was interesting. Like he noted that one of the things that, that's dumb is that you have this incredible technology at your fingertips and no one ever messes with it. What's your response to that? Do you are you in the camp from a manufacturer standpoint of wishing the guys would tinker more with it, or are you pleased that they like it, they set it, and forget it? Well, there's two ways to look at it. You know, if they went and they got fit by by a top fitter or somebody who really knows what they're doing, and they're on a launch monitor and trackman, and they get them dialed in and it's working for them, that's great set it and forget it. I think what Mike Johnson was talking about the article is people who buy them off the rack and then never try to adjust it, never try to dial in what they're, they're doing. I mean, you were talking about how you took the sliding weight out on the range and you were trying the full toe and the full heel. And that's a great thing about the Epic Flash driver. You do have the slider and you can see up to 20 yards of curvature difference by going full toe to full heel. So why not try it? You know, if you wanted to hit that draw, put it in the draw setting, move that slider down, give it a shot. So I do agree with the article there. We found that I think it's, it's close to like 58 to 60% of players never adjust their driver, mm. even though the driver is adjustable. So that is a little crazy to us, but once you get it dialed in, that's cool, but, but have some fun with it. Have some fun out on the range with it. Yeah, uh, you know, he talked about getting a bucket of balls and just trying a, a bunch of different stuff, trying it with, uh, with you know, the the lofts, trying it with the face angle settings, trying it with, uh, like you said, moving that slider back and forth. You know, I, I played a, a a few days in the a few times in the last couple of days, and I I've noticed that when I had it normally I have it set all the way to the toe um, because I don't like like Brian said I don't I don't want the ball going left. Um, I like just a little slight draw, but when I would hit it and I would look at it and it was falling right or fading a little to the right. So I've moved mine back a little bit more to center line. And now I get that nice little draw again. There's a lot of people who think that it's just the marketing gimmick that it doesn't, it doesn't work, you know, which is amazing because I'll get out there with my buddies on the range and then have them try it like you did. And it really does make a difference. You got a 17 gram tungsten weight back there in the slider, plus the adjustable hosel, which can change the face angle and it can change the lie angle as well. So there's a lot that you can adjust 
by it. And it's definitely worth trying. We actually have videos out on CallawayGolf.com. Now, now, Brian, I will note this. Some of our most watched videos are how to adjust the OptiFit hosel in your driver. So mm. people are very interested in it. And all of the wrenches come with uh, instructions and what all of the settings are. But I think some people are just, uh, they're just afraid to mess with it. Across the board, Dave, I've, as I've talked to different club fitters or different pros, club pros, they say that the that the OptiFit is that what you called it? Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that that is the best in the industry, uh, which is which is interesting. And that was just that was just me kind of you know having conversations, not trying to direct the conversations. But I, I do notice that it's it's a little different than some of the other brands. Kind of talk about what are some of the unique things about that OptiFit. Yeah, that's a really interesting one, um, and I'm glad you said that because we do consumer research and also with our pros, and I've asked them, what should we change on the OptiFit hosel, and they basically said nothing. They like the way uh, that it works. It really is one of the easiest ones to use in the industry. Now, with our the, the new one that we have in the Big Bertha hybrid and also in the Flash fairway wood it's the same adjustability but it's a lighter hosel it's shorter and it's lighter that saves us about seven grams in the fairway and 13 grams in the in the hybrid so we have that optifit three system but basically it's eight different settings that you can put it in so it's not too complicated you know there's some manufacturers that, that have way more settings but but you need a chart to figure it out literally you need a chart and there's others that just don't have that independent loft and and lie adjustability so for example if you use an aligned grip you can use that with our hosel because of the way the hosel lines up it, you don't need to have a 360 grip and i know that's right. something that frustrates a lot of golfers with other companies uh, systems is they have to use a, a 360 grip but you have that draw setting you can go you can do plus two you can do minus one in terms of the the loft so just very easy to uh to use so it's not just fitters who can use it i love that you pointed that out because one of the most frustrating things oftentimes is if you change the setting now your grip looks like it's sideways for instance um and and that's right. not the case so it, it is important to mention though and and i realize i actually knew this but i made the mistake tinkering the other day just quickly on the range I didn't put that line, I didn't line up the little line. And and it's yes. so cool that you have that. And I realized as I went to look down at my drive, I'm like, wait a minute, my grip's off. My grip's never off. And then I looked and I was like, oh, shoot, I missed the line. So I just made that quick step back and, and there we go. Talk about that little, is that, is that yeah, the intention so of that? On the, on the head, there's a little dash and then you have your setting. So you could have your plus one draw, for example. Then underneath it, there's another dash that's actually on the, the hosel of the, of the shaft. So as long as you have those two dashes lined up, your grip is going to be on straight. So if you're using the the a line grip, which is the stock grip for the for the flash, you'll always have it lined up in the in the right area. And if you see that that dash is not in there, it's going to be off to the side. It's going to be crooked, so to speak. But a lot of other companies, the loft and line doesn't work independently, so you're required to have a 360 grip. So a lot of players like multi-compound grips. Well, you can't really use them uh, with other companies. You can only use them in one setting, so to speak. You know, the other thing I, I really think is cool is you, you talked about plus and minus and that kind of thing. You know, I carry I carry two fairway woods. I carry a three wood and a five wood. And the thing I like is that I can add a, a degree of loft to my 18 degree uh, five wood to to fill in that gap. And and so, um, you know, if, if guys are having a tough time getting a ball elevator or something like that, they can increase the loft a little bit and, and be able to get the ball up in the air. 
Yeah, it's all about uh, yardage gapping, especially when you the three wood, the five wood, as it gets into the hybrids. You don't want people hitting the clubs all the same distance. So by having this adjustability, which we have in the, the flash fairway woods, you could take that three wood. We see a lot of people take that three wood and they take it from 15 degrees to 16 degrees, which helps them get it airborne. Or like you say, they take the five wood and give you that extra gapping, taking it to, to 19 degrees so it blends well to the hybrid. So that's the great thing about the adjustability not only easy to use, but it helps set up your gapping in the bag. Dave Neville joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's, uh, that's some insider stuff right there. So, again, number seven on Golf Digest, uh, dumbest things about golf, never adjusting your adjustable driver. The technology's there. It's available for you. Of course, we, we advocate custom fitting all the time. But um, tinker around with it, man. Have some fun. It's, it's fun anyway. And, by the way, don't forget to torque wrench and listen for the click. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that happen more than one time. you got to have the click, huh? Yeah, you got to have the click. People think that uh, the click is coming from the head of the driver. It's actually coming from the, the torque wrench. We have set up the torque wrench to a certain amount of pressure, so you can click it once. Twice is okay, too. More than that is, is too much. Um, but if you don't click it, uh, you could have a driver head going down the uh, driving range. Yeah. That's, that's no bueno. You don't want that. All right, t- hey, Dave, uh, one last thing that he mentions on Dumbest Things is cut down clubs for juniors. How would you address that? Yeah, cut down clubs for juniors are, are not a good idea. I've got uh, three juniors I got in my house, three, three under uh, four. So uh, we do have the XJ junior sets, and this year we've rolled out a new set that are by height, and we have three different heights. So that's really going to help because we used to do it by age, but frankly, you could have a six-year-old that's tall. You could have one that's short, different lengths of arms. So we're actually doing the sets by height now. If you take if you take a hundred thirty gram shaft and you cut it down for your your six or seven year old, and then they can't swing it. I mean, that's just not a good thing to do from a safety standpoint. And also, they're not going to be able to get the ball up in the air. So you really got to have the the dedicated junior clubs. Yeah, I like it. You can check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Dave Neville, senior brand manager for Callaway, and again, uh, really appreciate you taking some time. It's always good to visit with you, man. Good to be with you guys as always. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Make you into golf, the place to shop for dads and grads with their summer savings sale happening now. Score a 50% bonus trade-in on your old clubs towards the purchase of a Titleist TS2 or TS3 driver. And measure your distance with Bushnell GPS and rangefinders and save up to $70. Choose from the Phantom, the Hybrid, or the Tour V4 shift. You Into Golf is your place to shop for the hottest golf gear this summer. You Into Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. You're listening to the best of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Caddy's joining us right here. Caddy, how are you, bud? I'm Peachy. <laughs> That's his favorite one. Peachy? Yeah, Peachy. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, I know why you're Peachy. I got a little text from you over the week, and it, you got a little ink this week in the Detroit Free Press. And let me just read the headline. Why one caddy holds secret key to success on the PGA Tour. I mean, wow, caddy. And this is an article about you. There's a lot of people that would pay big money for a secret key to success on the PGA tour. Yes. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with myself after reading this. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. I gotta say, I, uh, yeah, I, I like to joke with all the, uh, guys, you know, the, the big name instructors, the gurus, all that. I said, you know, uh, I'm the only guy who every player on the tour pays, pays to do things <laughs> for them. So. And that's the truth. Let me, so we're referring to your yardage books, correct? Well, let's let's set it up here the way that the author does. Uh, this is Carlos uh, Maneras uh, with the Detroit Free Press. And he says, The ancient Egyptians created the Rosetta Stone. Harry Potter began his education at Hogwarts with the standard book of spells. 
Moses carried stone tablets with the Ten Commandments down from Mount Sinai. I mean, this is the lead-in. And then he says on the PGA Tour, players and caddies have the caddies yardage books. You'll actually have to go read the story if you want to know the uh, true identity of the caddy, as it lists his name there. But uh, it says uh, that you, the caddies and players carry your yardage books. I mean, so you, you're somewhat between a fictional wizard, uh, ancient Egyptians, and Moses. My goodness. Yeah, um, well, you know, some things people don't know about the books. They're not allowed to touch the ground ever. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's about right. I feel like yeah, that's a fair comparison to, you know, historical achievements and, you know, documents and things like that. I think they're on about that same level. No question. No question. <laughs> All right. All right. That's awesome. Well, since we're leading into that, uh, I, one of the things I did want to talk to you, and by the way, I got to get your take on 13 dumbest things in golf that we spent a lot of time talking in hour number one. But since you're mentioning the yardage books, um, what uh, what about this week, uh, Detroit Country Club? This is obviously the uh, all-new Rocket Mortgage Classic being played this week at Detroit Country Club. First time the, I think the players are seeing it. It's the first time I've, I've heard of the, of the club. And um, Tell us what you think about it, and how would you kind of describe uh, the, the, the club and, and what the test these players are facing this week. So it's an old Donald Ross course. And I say that in the same way that people say frozen tundra, like there's not really a new Donald Ross course. You know what I mean? Right. right. Correct. But, but look, uh, Donald Ross, have you ever seen a bad, you ever been on a bad Donald Ross course ever? There's no, 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 all, no, 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 they're, never. They're all just awesome. Right there. Every single one is just, you just love it. It just, when, the thing about it is, right, you go through a course like that and you go, why can't anybody build something like this anymore? Because people try, but they just don't it, – there's some kind of – I don't know. Maybe it's, it has to be there for 80 years in the ground before you have that same feel, even if you try to do the same design mm. ideas. But it is a – mostly – it's got a lot of tight tree. It's got these huge oak trees all through it. So it kind of reminds you of uh, – although it's a very flat piece of land, um, it still reminds you of playing golf in Westchester County in New York uh, without the, mm-hmm. the rolling stuff because of the big oak trees. Uh, it's got the rock, you know, the pretty good rock and rolling Donald Ross greens. Um, they're going to shoot low on it because it's a little bit moist out there. You know how that is with the dry and the moist stuff. And so they'll shoot mid teens out there probably, but great golf course. It's fun. It's nice. Y- you couldn't not like it. It's, I, I, you know, I, I, I said uh, it, it'd be one I'd like to play every day. That's for sure. Hmm. So you mentioned the you mentioned the greens and rocking and rolling greens and stuff like that. Do they have spill-offs kind of like Pinehurst or whatever? It's not quite like Pinehurst. Uh, you know, Pinehurst is kind of unique in its severity. There's really hardly anywhere else like Pinehurst. Um, but yes, there there's still that same kind of Donald Rice idea, like. You can see guys, you might see some guys spinning it off the 14th green, even from the back shelf into the water. You have to be careful um, mm. about things like that on some of the holes. There are a couple pretty good, like the right side of number five, the par three, or is it number, what is it? No, I'm sorry, number two. No, it's number five, sorry. Uh, the par three has a pretty severe drop off on the sides of the green on the par three. So there's, it's, it's, it's got it. It's just not. Really, you can't find stuff as severe as Pinehurst. That's kind of unique. 
So uh, you bring up an interesting topic, and we probably do a whole show on this and get some golf course designers and things. You mentioned some of the uh, features that make the golf course so appealing, and the first thing you mentioned were, like, these massive oak trees. Like, so that obviously takes time, right, to grow these, these big trees. Um, outside of that, I, I don't know if it's – to me, when I get on one of these older classic golf courses that you just fall in love with, it, it doesn't feel – commercial it doesn't feel um contrived massive i mean probably contrived but it just doesn't feel massive it all feels a little homey i don't know how you build homey in a golf but that's what it, <laughs> you know what i'm talking about right it just feels like you're kind of in this little um experience of being in your own private little world rather than i've got this big massive um, dragon in front of me that i'm trying to slay and i probably have no chance I think one of the keys to what you said is that most of these courses, and maybe this is the secret sauce, is that uh, the holes are close to each other. You don't have to walk very far from a tee to a green. Um, there is, it's golf course inside, and it's it's not like you have you you could walk. 50, 100, 200 yards between this hole and that hole and have just something between you, whether it's houses or even a, it, trees or whatever, it's kind of like they, they build these things on a, on a small amount of acreage, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all, I think that's part of it, um, is that it's, it's, everything's fairly close to itself on the golf course. Um, is, it a lo- is it a long course? No, it's not, it's not long. It's... Um, the other thing is, it's also, um, I think the key word, Brian, which is huge, is it just doesn't feel big when you look at it, right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel yeah. like you're looking at this mass expanse out there. Um, that I think that's what it is, is when you, you can have the same holes of the golf course put on a 400-yard plot or put on a 130-yard plot, right? You can do the same thing. Yeah. Just what do you have between them that matters? And when you have those big expanses, um, it just gives you that it kind of loses that intimate feel or whatever that these classic courses have. It's the best of Real Golf Radio. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something uh, 
Something is getting closer. Holy. <clears throat> and that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to the best of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. We are very pleased to welcome back to the show. We talked to him just a few weeks ago at Championship Preview Day at Pebble Beach, but he's the Senior Managing Director of Championships for the United States Golf Association. John Bodenhammer joining us now. John, how are you, man? I'm doing great on a bright sunny day here at the Warren Course at Notre Dame and uh, just uh, getting uh, really balls in the air today for uh, another successful Open Championship. Well, that's great, and I want to talk about that coming up, but uh, if we could go back a couple of weeks to Pebble Beach for the U.S. Open, you know, you mentioned in the preview uh, that you in preview day that you weren't going to mess with the setup at all from the 2010 setup that, it, that you had a lot of success that week and that that's what you wanted to to see again this week. Uh, it it there, I didn't hear any complaining, and and the funny thing is 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 it's almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario because when they're when no one's complaining, people are wondering what the heck's going on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's right, and uh, but it was a magical week at Pebble Beach, and you know, and it's. Pebble Beach is 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 a special place. I think you know words like iconic and you know all of us the USGA think of it as a national treasure. It truly is when you you know you're there. It just uh, I guess the way I would characterize the week was everybody was just happy. Uh, I talked to a friend about that and he made the comment. You know the players, the fans, even the media, the, everybody just seems happy this week it's a happy u.s open i think it was you know being out <laughs> yeah. in the mornings on setup and and just really seeing hundreds of people with their their phones out taking pictures uh of the, with those magnificent views of, of, the, of the ocean and the beach and those great holes at pebble and golf courses in magnificent condition never seen the putting green 
any better. The players all said that they were amazed and, and we just kind of all let it all happen and uh, let Pebble Beach be Pebble Beach. And we had a great U.S. Open. You know, um, you, you mentioned about the, the greens and the green surfaces and that kind of thing. You know, Poana has a, has a tendency to get kind of blotchy and bumpy and, uh, a little, a little, um, uh, kind of leopardy looking as far as, uh, with the greens, if, if they're, firmed up a little bit, but I'll tell you what, those greens look perfect. The balls were hugging the ground as they were rolling. It was awesome. You know, it really was. And, uh, there, there has been over the years, a lot of talk about poi and your greens. Uh, they can be some of the best putting surfaces you can ever play on if they're maintained properly. And Chris Dahlhammer at, at Pebble beach, uh, certainly knows his putting greens and has them magnificent. It wasn't, it's not your, uh, poi, of yesteryear either. They, there are uh, oh dozens, if not hundreds, of strains, different strains of polanya in those greens, and small bladed, uh, been there for a long time, maintained properly. Uh, and you know, last year for the U.S. Amateur, USGA and Pebble Beach did some research about uh, <clears throat> the moisture levels in the greens that we kept, and 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 we were able to use that research this year at the U.S. Open. It really kept smooth and consistent putting surfaces the entire week. In fact, I would argue that the guys made a lot of putts last week and uh, we did have a lot of uh, good scores uh, and there were you know we can we can talk about the why but I think a big part of the why was uh, they made a lot of putts on those greens because the greens are so pure absolutely John Bodenhammer joining us here on Real Golf Radio as we look back at the U.S. Open San Diego Country Club and uh, those greens at Pebble Beach for Championship Day, and I know they were just as good, if not better, for the Championship Week. Um, I should say preview uh, and, and the Championship Week. Th- those are some of the best surfaces I've ever put on. I mean, San Diego Country Club and those plant of greens are just money, and they, they were ever bit as good there at Pebble Beach, and they typically have that, that different reputation. So, yeah, I think everybody from that we talked to, from the players to you know those on around the golf course, they, they all just raved about uh, how well those greens putted. So let, let's ask a, let me ask you a little bit about this it's it's funny because you know again the usga gets scrutinized sometimes for um trying to quote unquote protect par or to set the golf cup course up too difficult the golf course setup i thought was beautiful the the typical winds that you don't get at pebble beach didn't blow and so the players took advantage of it to me that was it in a nutshell how, how would you summarize kind of how the conditions all played out that week yeah, I think that's accurate. And, uh, you know, we went in with a plan. Our plan was pretty well uh, set uh, right after early in 2019. Back in February, we began to really kind of document what we were going to try to do, both with fairway widths. You know, we presented um, we presented the fairway widths, U.S. Open fairway widths at the AT&T Pro-Am in February. So there were no surprises for the guys. They saw what was coming. They knew we were going to grow some rough. Um, and I think they were surprised at the condition of the putting greens. They were so good. And I, I think that was a contributing factor to the scoring. But you're right. It was the five previous U.S. Opens that we've conducted there. We've had at least one day of sustained 20-plus mile-an-hour winds, at least one day. And, and that's Pebble Beach. And we didn't get that. We had the marine layer. We did get 80 degrees uh, or two and close to it for three consecutive days uh, early in the week. And to maintain those putting greens, we wanted to make sure we kept enough moisture in them. And then we got the marine, marine layer come in, and and uh, it just created a, a little bit softer situation than we normally would try to get with firm and fast conditions and no wind. And it, it just looked, but, you know, we weren't going to do anything. We stayed with our plan. We weren't going to do anything to force, force 
things to get to a score. And if there isn't any better evidence that, you know, par is not our ultimate goal as an overall winning score uh, than Pebble Beach this year, I don't know what more we could do. We, we, we set it up tough and true to the architecture. And then uh, we just let Pebble Beach be what Pebble Beach is. And, and it didn't get the win this week or that week. Uh, it, but it, 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 uh, it usually does. It didn't, we didn't force it. And uh, we had a few lower scores than you maybe normally see in a U.S. Open yeah. setup. But it, it was, you know, I don't know that there was anybody. I think it was unanimous with the players. Uh, and others, fans, media, that it was a great U.S. Open, and we're comfortable with that. And I, I think uh, we feel good about showcasing that it's not all about just having a winner at even par. That's not our goal. Our goal is to set it up tough and true to the architecture and then just let it be. Yeah, and and uh, like you said, uh, you know, more players under par that week, that kind of thing. I think 31 broke par or something like that for the tournament, whatever. But um, is there anything – that I mean, this is getting kind of nitpicky, but is there anything that you would have liked to have seen in the setup that that would have transpired? I think, um, you know, there maybe one small thing. The last day we had the marine layer really come in heavy Sunday morning, and it did. Uh, it, it was almost a mist, and I, I'm from the Seattle area originally, and I grew up playing in the misty June mornings. Sure. June mornings. I know what that feels like. Uh, those that live on the coastal parts of the west coast of our country, and in the early summer months, and and we got that, and that did that did, uh, you know, from a from a green speed and firmness standpoint, it it wasn't, you know, we we were really trending nicely by Saturday, Sunday, we were we were going to peak perfectly, and then we got that little misty morning that set us back a little bit. But again, uh, you know, that's a small thing because we, we had a great U S open. We have a great, we had a, we have a great champion and uh, we just were really pleased with uh, again, just the outcome and not, uh, and not doing anything to try to force the score. I, I just, uh, I hope everybody recognizes that and we feel good about it. John Bodenhammer, senior managing director of championships for the USGA is our guest. And, and let's just speak to that real quick and get, get off the course conditions and setups. It, what happened at the U.S. Open was some great drama. I mean, it was a re, there were storylines everywhere. There was uh, there was move, people making moves. I mean, Brooks Kepka chasing history, looking to become the first player to three-peat in a U.S. Open in over 100 years. And he came right out the gate and pushed Gary Woodland. And Gary Woodland didn't flinch. And I'll tell you what, when you like to see – when you watch sports, when you want to see championship uh, caliber players at their best and to watch somebody handle the stage and the situation that he was in with today's most dominant player breathing down his neck, I mean, I, I don't know how you could ask for, for something better than that. I thought it was fantastic. Well, I, I totally agree with that, and we had a great leaderboard all week long. You know, you yeah, definitely. Rising to the cop. It always does it at Pebble Beach, cream rising to the, to the top of, of that leaderboard, and and, you know, Brooks is uh, a special player. I think everybody, you know, and you, it's funny. You look at, at major championships and you look back, and I know going back to 2017 at Aaron Hills, it's been really gratifying. I know when we went through that, everybody, uh, a lot of people said, Brooks who? Right. Well, they're not saying that anymore. And so I think you have to let the lens of a few years play out before you, and you look back at a championship like Aaron Hills or, or even Pebble this year, and you look back and, and what it means three, four, five years from now, and, and and and, uh, and and what those great players go on to do, but uh, it was dramatic. It was uh, exciting, and in the end, that's what fans want to see. It's what players want. It showcases the greatest players in the world, 
in the best way. Look, we're not going to do anything differently than we've always done. We're going to stay true to our DNA as we go forward. We're going to set up tough, fair, true to the architecture test because we believe in that. It's what we've always done for one particular reason. We want to create something special so that when the player that wins the U.S. Open gets to the mountaintop, he achieves what Tom Watson talks about. You know, my, He says, my dad told me that if you could ever win our National Open, you really will have achieved something special because you would have won on the toughest test of the year. I go yeah. back to something Jeff Ogilvie, a past champion from Wingfoot in 06 said, when asked a few years after that win, shooting 67 in the third round, I think it was, a few years later, did you have fun today shooting 67 uh, uh, in the U.S. Open? And he paused for a moment. He said, hmm, I don't know if I would clarify or say that today was fun shooting 67 on a U.S. Open course, but I really feel like I achieved something. Mm. Because, yeah. you know, they really have to showcase their skills, all of them, not just be one dimensional. And I think we endeavor to do that. We always will. And I think we saw that at Pebble in a different way. I think you saw Brooks come out of the gate, making four birdies on the first five holes. He, he showcased his skills and, and Pebble just allowed him to do that. And it made for a really exciting, exciting uh, finish uh, all the way to that last hole. You know, we set that last hole up where that, that hole location was successful. He fired that three iron in there to a pretty firm green went over and he didn't get it up and down, but you know, he could have stopped if it would have landed a, a few feet shorter, would have hit the bank, uh, would have hit that false front and stopped close and could have been an entirely different outcome. We love that excitement. And, uh, that whole location was chosen for that. And it, and it almost, it almost paid off. It was, uh, it was really uh, a fun finish. Yeah. Well, well done. And again, I know you take a lot of the brunt of the criticism. I think it's only fair to recognize that I, I you know, when, when it goes off just how you, you hoped. And, and of course, you know, again, we would have all loved to seen a little wind kick up and challenge these players from that standpoint. No, nevertheless, uh, I thought the outcome was fantastic. And uh, again, this week, uh, 40th U.S. Uh, Senior Open Championship, the Warren course there at Notre Dame. Uh, again, you guys just continue to go. I, I imagine you're probably, as exciting as it is, you got to be getting a little worn out by now, huh, John? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, a few of us are leaking oil after uh, several weeks, <laughs> beginning in the middle of May. Now we're uh, at the end of June. But, it, it, you know, you, it, the excitement, the the, uh, the positive vibe that's here in South Bend, Indiana, it, it's just been really amazing. Uh, just a few tidbits. Uh, we've done some special things in partnering with uh, Notre Dame here this week. Um uh, player registration was in uh, the football locker room mm. and to see uh, Newt, Newt Rockney and the speech, uh, the, the Gipper, uh, win one for the Gipper and to see uh, what, what uh, this great tradition has created. And then for the players to be able to go out on the field and throw a few footballs around. It's the best of real golf radio. Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. 
Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Make you into golf, the place to shop for dads and grads with their summer savings sale happening now. Go faster and farther with the new Callaway Epic Flash Driver with flash face technology for more ball speed and distance. Get custom fit for free today. And measure your distance with Bushnell GPS and range finders and save up to $70. Choose from the Phantom, the Hybrid, or the Tour V4 Shift. Uinta Golf is your place to shop for the hottest golf gear this summer. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, again, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for being with us. This segment brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. When it comes to major championships, WGC events, and major tours worldwide, more players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. If you haven't checked out the new Stroke Lab putters, what are you waiting for? Get to odysseygolf.com and uh, and put one in play for yourself. Make some more putts. Do like Bob does, man. God, that guy's putting – he is – Fill it up. Making having a clinic with his stroke lab number seven. No <laughs> doubt yeah, about it. it. Yeah, these are good examples. So odysseygolf.com, thanks for the sponsorship. Thanks to you for tuning in right here on Real Golf Radio. Enjoyed the conversations uh, with Dave Neville from Callaway Golf, America's favorite caddy. John Bodenhammer from the USGA, who you just heard from there as well, on a 4th of July weekend edition of Real Golf Radio. Hey, coming up next week, we start to count down to the final major championship of the year, the Open Championship, and the Claret Jug being contested in Ireland. Really excited about that final major, final opportunity for these players to jump in and, and grab some glory, huh? 
Yeah, and one more opportunity for players to have a chance to play in the Open Championship yeah, next qualify, week huh? at the John Deere Classic. So um, that one, and then uh, and then of course the Open Championship at Royal Port Rush. You didn't have a chance to play that when you were in Ireland. Uh, I did not. Mm-hmm. All right. I played Port Marnock, and uh, and then I played another course that was a. Uh, it was a Jack Nicholas design that was in the South that was more parkland. Did so. you feel like it was – how much different or similar was Ireland to the Scot- Scottish golf courses that we played? Well, Port Marnock was a lot more like, um, you know, link-style golf courses like the ones we played in 2005 when we were over for the British Open Championship when Tiger won. But, um, but yeah, uh, what we're going to see is more like that. We're going to see a golf course that has a couple of funky holes, the fourth hole and the fifth hole, where you have blind second shot on the on the fourth hole and a blind tee shot on a par three on the fifth hole. So it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun uh, to see how it goes. And again, uh, final final chance. Here we are, uh, just yep. the, the middle of the year, but kind of the end of this major season for these guys. Oh, that'll do it for us. Again, thanks to our producer, Dave Glauser. For Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks to our SiriusXM audience joining us as well on SiriusXM Channel 211, the Dan Patrick Radio Channel. We appreciate that, plus the rest of our great affiliate radio stations and online at the podcast sites worldwide. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. 